Free Kicks is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine Opi show. Coming up on Nude Hippo, the podcast, I talk to a couple of funny guys. Funny? What do you mean? Funny like a clown? Do I amuse you? Do we make you laugh? <laughs> Rich Coe's as Fenguli, Jim Roaches. Uh, nobody important. <laughs> Nude Hippo, the podcast. Only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Hey, that's us. Welcome to another edition of Free Kicks. Uh, we are uh, working our way through some technical issues, but I think we're ready to rock. Are we ready to rock, Adam? I certainly hope so. I think we are. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> There's nothing more frustrating than technical issues, uh, and uh, we're we're finally making it through here. So, uh, uh, pardon us if we get a little cranky. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, just because we're cranky doesn't mean that we don't have some fun stuff to talk about because we really do. And and uh, we need to immediately hop onto what was happening on the pitch, right? Right. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? So that is the that is the uh, the thing. What is happening on the pitch? And it was kind of a uh, uh, weekend of upsets, wasn't it? Yeah, I had a really hard time predicting the scores this weekend. I thought I had everything fairly set after last week, uh, other than Liverpool, Manchester City being pretty consistent. Everybody else, you have no idea what's going to happen. Right. Do you, do you have um, like an office pool? We do. We, do? Yeah, we do. We, we do this. Uh, I know the score. So what we try to do is we predict the scores each week for each game. Wow, and, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not really not too, too bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. Um, and like, like I said, you know, the, probably the biggest one, and you kind of put extra, uh, extra tickets on certain scores so you can double your points if – you think oh, the see. team's going to win. so And that's exactly what I did with Tottenham and Newcastle. So I was thinking, there's no – Newcastle down in the doldrums. Manager, at Tottenham. At Tottenham, manager struggling. I'm going to go for it. Let's, let's put my double ticket on, uh, on Tottenham. <laughs> Whatever. I know. Okay. Can't trust know. them. That's why I don't it's- trust Tottenham. Saad came back, or Son, how do you pronounce it? Son, yeah, Son. Son. Yep. Mm-hmm. Son came back, and, uh, you know, I thought, well, with him and Harry Kane up there, this is going to be a, a dominant performance. But the midfield uh, of Tottenham just can't get the ball to those guys. They they were really non-factors again somehow. Yeah, definitely struggling in the final third. You know, we, we talk about this at coaching education. You know, we talk about the – the halves and thirds of the field and the following their is the biggest Lusano issue podcast. is not necessarily the creating of chances. The chances. It's just this they cannot score kicks. goals. For whatever reason, they have a hard time putting the ball in the back of the net. And they have the premier goal scorer or the premier league as their number 10. Yes. Yes. And there was an opportunity in that game, which I, I probably really haven't seen him. He kind of fluffed one. I don't know if you remember that one when it came back across in the second half. Yeah. And he just kind of flubbed it. And I haven't seen that from him. So 
I think there's a little bit of a confidence issue, not just with Harry Kane, but with the whole team. I think they're just overall struggling because they haven't scored many goals. And the same thing happened, you know, in their first home game when they took so long to to break down a, a pretty resilient Aston Villa side. Well, I will also say that uh, Newcastle did look pretty good defensively. Yeah. And I think they came in with a plan and give them a lot of credit. And what's one thing, and this is the beauty of the game that we watch, is that any time a team that maybe comes in as an underdog and they have a really good game plan, just like uh, Newcastle did against Tottenham, they could have caught, they probably could have scored two or three by catching them on counterattacks as right. well. Um, so it was a, a true smash and grab from, uh, from Newcastle, that's for sure. Yeah, and it wasn't the only team that happened to. It also happened to Manchester United. They lost to Crystal Palace also at home. Oh, man, that was that was awful for them, you know. It had been 20 yeah. years since that happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially because they came back, tied it up. Yeah. And then literally in the last kick of the game, I mean, just absolutely, it's it, it just awful to lose that way to concede that second goal there right at the end and you hate to say it but you know again you know De Gea I just don't know that was a shot pretty much straight at him near post you know I would expect most goalkeepers to save that and uh, just went underneath his body so that was a, a tough way to lose yeah, and, and, you know, last week we were talking about the whole penalty kick issue, and it came up yeah. again. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and this time, Rashford took it, just like we said, and he missed too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it, it's, it's like they can't win for losing. That's the tough thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, he came up and, and took the penalty kick, and they had a, actually probably had a couple of other shouts for penalty kicks as well. So that's always a good thing that they get it in the box to create these opportunities. But, yeah, again. A little bit of a confidence issue within the group. Um, can this change? I think Tottenham and Man United are probably in very similar boats right now. Yeah, and and uh, Martial got hurt at the end of the game, and and I think it looked pretty bad. I mean, he was just standing there, um, and and I saw Jose Mourinho. Did, did you, have you seen this clip? I have not. So he was interviewed, uh, or he's, I think he's a commentator somewhere now. Yeah, he's and, doing English television, yep. Okay, so he was talking about um, uh, Martial, and he said that uh, this is why he wanted to get rid of him, because he's mentally weak. Wow. That's pretty strong. Wow, that is. That is very strong. So, but, but that's, uh, that's another Mourinho, reason. Yeah. That's why yeah. people hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Mourinho. I mean, they, that's why they love him and they hate him. Yeah. You know how we were talking about <laughs> uh, last week or two weeks ago, I mentioned that uh, Chelsea, uh, when they lost, there were jokes about Chelsea on the internet. Yeah. I found one about Man U uh, on the Crystal Palace uh, board. You ready for this one? Okay. Okay, yeah. What's the difference between frequent flyer miles and Man U? Tell me. Frequent flyer miles earn points. <laughs> I like it. That's good. That is good. All right. So there was another upset, too. And this one, I guess we're going to call a mini upset because uh, Everton's not in the top group, but they are, you know, nearby. And they lost to Aston Villa, one of the new yeah. upstarts. Yeah. A little surprising on that one. Um, 
again, I picked an Everton win. Um, yes, did I? And, uh, you know, to be fair, you know, Aston Villa started very well, you know, and to be fair, all of the, the promoted teams have actually done okay. They're yeah, they're looking good, actually. They're, yeah, they're not doing too badly. And, um, you know, that again, they came up with a good game plan and, and looked very good on the counter-attack, you know, probably under a little bit of the cosh at times from Everton. But, you know, yeah, again, very good uh, performance on a Friday night. That was that Friday night game. And uh, they played very well. And so, and also, uh, Chelsea uh, did did beat Norwich, but uh, but it was close. I mean, it, it yeah. was almost a draw. Uh, they came through with a with a late goal and and won it, the first win for uh, Frank Lampard as a as a manager. But we talked about this briefly last week, and it, and it's starting to look like this is true with Tottenham, Man U, Chelsea, and Arsenal. Um, it's not so much that. Uh, that they are not making it up to the top level. It's kind of like that they're kind of descending back towards the pack. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and from it's Liverpool and Man City and then everybody else right now. Totally agree. I, I mean, you're absolutely right in the fact that those teams, those other four teams are actually getting closer to the rest of the group, you know, in terms of the rest of the league. So, um, Right now, Liverpool and Man City have just put themselves on a totally different level. The way they're playing, they're just so solid. Um, even when players go down, they have players to kind of bring in and change the game for them. There's really no weaknesses, and you saw that, especially with the Arsenal game. Right? How uh, and they, you know, they just really, you know, re- Liverpool cruised to that victory. Yeah, that was your TV tip, and I watched the game. It wasn't uh, wasn't close. No. No, absolutely and, not. And David Luiz was terrible again. <laughs> Probably, you know, the yeah. Arsenal is just can't win on the road, but also um, Liverpool is just too good for the defense of Arsenal. Their, yeah. their offense is so powerful and so strong and so fast and so talented mm-hmm. that they just can't cover them. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I think the one thing, if there's a little – you know, chink in the Liverpool and Man City armor is that they do concede the odd goal and they True. do give up chances. It's just what ends up happening is um, those teams never convert those chances and then literally right, they just come right back down and score. <laughs> right, so I know. It's, and it, like, it's just a bone crusher. Exactly. And so that to me is probably the, the, the biggest thing that I see because – they may give up a chance, but they have the ability to get it right back. Whereas, like a Tottenham and uh, and potentially uh, Man United, they may concede, but they don't have that opportunity right at the end to come back and and score that next goal. Yeah, it's it, it's such a luxury to have such firepower. You know what I mean? To sit back and know that if you give up a goal, it's not the end of the world. There's every other team we give up a goal is it is the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, and they're battling to get it. Like I said, you know, Manchester United didn't score until the very last minute to tie it up, and then they gave up a, a really bad one. And you saw Tottenham; they just couldn't get through that Newcastle defense, and so it's getting to be a bigger struggle for those four teams to beat some of those other teams below them. Let's talk a little bit about Man City because uh, I watched that game against Bournemouth and, and uh, Aguero scored twice. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he's he's the elder statesman. He scored over 200 goals now, I think, in the Premier League. It's mm-hmm. just an amazing total. Um, and yet, he is constantly under pressure to keep his job, isn't he? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, Gabriel Jesus is is breathing down his neck at any given time uh, to take his spot, and he's probably going to be the person that's going to take over eventually. But you can't keep a good striker down. I mean, <laughs> scoring another two goals, it's great. Jesus is the is the striker for Brazil national team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not. This is not. This is no. Uh, this is no secondary guy that they have there, and and Aguero just keeps doing it. He somehow gets his foot on it, and you know he's in the right place at the right time all the time. All the time, you're absolutely right, and that's that's the key to being a good striker. Some of his goals are not really flashy. I think those two this past weekend were, you know, kind of in the box. Yeah, uh, right. Just putting the ball where they need to where they need to be and being in the right place at the right time, like you said. And those those that's the sign of a good striker. You know, any time that they can get themselves into positions, they can you know poke goals in doesn't have to be pretty people don't people forget that nobody cares nobody cares you know and uh you know if they're in the right place they have an opportunity to put that ball in the net great for them and it figure and it's it's one of those things where uh every bounce seems to go towards the net you know i mean they figured out ways to just throw their body at the ball so that any part of them can hit it in they don't care if it goes off their knee their chest you know their hip whatever yes exactly yeah yeah, it doesn't matter. They'll put their body anywhere they need. And if, if it needs to get off the, their chest to, to put it in the goal, they'll do it. They'll do it. That's right. All right, we have to take a quick break. At Free Kicks, we'll be right back. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Basker. And on the next Back to You, we're going to have a radio legend, a radio Hall of Famer who was a childhood hero of mine. And a great guy with full of stories about his expansive career. John Records Landecker. We'll find out if Records is truly his middle name. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. A Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's a special guest talking about the road that car guys dream about, the tale of the dragon, plus tips on automotive detailing. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and my special guest for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits podcast network and we are back all right i have uh uh a question for you uh, this this week um one of the things that i always pay attention to is the announcers yeah and uh this week uh, well here let me put it to you and now explain that foreign tradition please all right i was watching my favorite announcers it was uh Arlo and uh, and mm-hmm. Lee Dixon on MSNBC mm-hmm. or uh, yep. NBC Sports, I suppose. Yep. A player was taken out of the game. And now there's a new rule this year that you can't take that six-minute walk across the field to come <laughs> to the other side. You have to yeah. go out wherever you're closest, whatever sideline you're closest to. And I forget which player it was, uh, but he refused to do it. And he just started this, and the referee kept pointing the other way, and he kept going. He didn't care. He just kept walking towards the sideline. 
And Lee Dixon, a uh, former player himself, said he also wouldn't have done it. You know, he he would, doesn't. He said, "I don't care how knackered I was, I wouldn't have done it." What does that mean? <laughs> so when you're knackered, that means you are tired as can be. That is absolutely shattered. So that's an expression people say quite often in England. Okay, I'm just knackered means I'm tired. I'm done. Can't do any more. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I, I I had a feeling it was something like that, but I just wanted to make sure it didn't yeah. have some sort of a Yeah, it could have it, yeah. it doesn't sound that great. I, I can get it I can see where you're coming from. It could have some different uh, uh you may think it may mean something else, but yes. it's pretty simple. It's oh I'm i t- I'm tired. And I and I still say it occasionally actually myself and sometimes my my kids will be like, what are you saying again? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean, Dad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're such a foreigner. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's time for the Guess That Player uh, contest. This is uh, our new contest this year. Last year we were doing the uh, the quizzes about the teams. This year uh, we're doing it about players. And I am giving clues to you, Adam. The key is to try to get the answer as quickly as possible before the clues become too obvious. And we'll see how right. you do. All right. Okay. Uh, this player is 24 years old. He was born wow. in Kingston, Jamaica. Okay. His youth team growing up was Queens Park Rangers. I'm going to guess Raheem Sterling. Oh, very good. That is your quickest yep. answer yet. Uh, yes, he, yeah. he was only 18 when he played in his first Premier League game. His first Premier League team had been battling out with his current Premier League team the last two seasons, um, and he le- currently leads the Premier League in scoring, and he plays for Man City, and he is Raheem Sterling. Very good. Yeah, that's Yeah. No, I, re- I remember when he was with Queen's Park Rangers. That's actually kind of scary because they had a, a show on in England called Soccer AM, and they used to do this little juggling kind of competition. They called it Soccer AM? It's called Soccer AM. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It was kind of popular. It's kind of a cult TV show. Okay. Um, and uh, so a lot of people were watching it. And they used to do this little juggling uh, competition with academy and youth players uh, from major professional teams. And so they would have Queen's Park Rangers against Chelsea or whatever it may be, or Queen's Park Rangers players, two of those guys would compete in a little juggling keep a yuppie contest. And Raheem Sterling as a 16 year old was on that. And uh, I actually, I've shown that clip a few times because he's pretty darn good at it. Obviously you could tell. So he's pretty good at juggling the ball and keeping the ball up in the air. So, and they do little tricks, catching it behind the head and all that kind of stuff. So, so that's how I remember you. Okay. He was a, a youngster with Queens Park Rangers. Yeah. So that you know, he's he's only twenty four years old. That I was surprised to see that he was only twenty four years old because it seems like he's been around forever. And, and uh, as you mentioned, now it's you know it's going on ten years. It's eight years that he's been in the public spotlight. So yeah. And now he's definitely coming into his own, but it's like apparently people were a little unfair <laughs> previously because he was so young. Right. And remember, he played with Liverpool. Yeah, I know. So that, you, you know, you, it's easy to forget of even the, uh, uh, the the impact he had on that team because he was a good player for them as well. I mean, he was a, a big-time player for them. 
And obviously that was a big move going to Man City when uh, a few years ago. Yeah. But it seems like it's worked out fantastically well for him. He, you know, I think him and Guardiola, Guardiola have obviously hit it off fantastically well, and he's getting the best out of him. So I'm happy as a as a an English national team supporter that he's playing so well and that Guardiola is working with some of those players because it's only going to make those players better when they play for the national team. Well, you, the future does look bright for the English national team because there are so many good young players coming out of England. It's really the most in a generation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they talked about the golden generation a few years ago with Lampard and Gerard and, and some of those players, but they never really fulfilled, you know, the – the, the promise that they they potentially could have and uh, but this this group of players and it seems like there's a bunch of players coming through afterwards as well I think could definitely you know it, it's going to give England the, the best opportunity they've ever had to win a, a World Cup that's for sure all right you are listening to free kicks uh, we are on the radio misfits podcast network uh, there's lots of other great shows uh, there's a show called back to you if you haven't heard it it's an opie show uh with legendary chicago tv personalities howard sudbury and steve baskerville if you'd like to if you're a a, a fan of local media you can uh, they they talk about life travel food the long list of things that bug them um you never know uh, which one of their many famous pals will stop by so if you like this show you probably will enjoy that show as well all right, let's talk about what's happening in your office. I got some audio for that. And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news, soccer news. with Coach Adam. Coach Adam. Very busy, as per usual, which is great. Um, although this weekend, I'm actually looking to uh, have a little bit of a weekend off. So that Labor Day weekend, especially with so many tournaments going on, we won't be running any coaching courses or anything like that. Give uh, Everybody's competing in their Labor Day tournaments and, and different things and finishing up the summer. So uh, we do have on September the 4th in our office, we've got uh, U.S. soccer and the referees are coming in on Wednesday. And they're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the new changes in the laws of the game those adaptations that they've been working with in terms of the goal kick especially and uh, obviously the handball and different elements and like we talked about earlier going off to the right side of the field instead of the far side of the field and um and then um and then next the following weekend we'll we'll hit our kind of our last set of courses to uh get some of those coaches uh the qualifications they need and uh and then after that we'll have a little bit of a break i'll kind of be moving around talking with clubs trying to see if they have an interest in uh potentially looking at some of those grassroots courses uh even during the week so that's kind of my goal to do that so uh so yeah it's going to be a little busy a little bit of a break as the season gets going for everybody but what I'm excited about and I'm sure you are too about watching some high school soccer as well so that's always a lot of fun yeah they actually are going tonight. My son's first game is tonight. Excellent. Um, and, you know, we're talking about uh, how you're going to be going around all the different clubs. The club that I am a member of is Green White Soccer Club. And we're having our big Soctoberfest coming up. Uh, and you're welcome to come out. You know, that's always fun. Right. It's uh, September 14th and 15th. Uh, big beer truck, soccer games, Oktoberfest food. 
you can't you can't go wrong. Absolutely, that sounds like a, that sounds like a, a perfect day right there. Get some German sausage. That's always a good thing. <laughs> that's right. No, it's actually Hungarian sausage. Hungarian yeah, sausage. Right. Yes, you're right. That we make ourselves. We make it ourselves. All right, it's time for the most important part of the show. It's time for now. Time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. tip. All right, so you mentioned you'll have some time to watch some games. What are the games you'll be watching? It's not Labor Day. It's not Labor Day in England, is it? No, it's not. It's not no Labor Day there. So it's Saturday, Sunday, as per usual. Um, there's a lot of early the early morning game there. Obviously, Man United's involved, but um, you're going to get a whole bunch of games there at the the three o'clock time in England that nine a.m. Obviously, Chelsea's playing West Ham. But really, we're going to have to look forward to Sunday because I think Sunday is going to be the big game of the weekend. Um, and it's really going to be interesting to see how these teams kind of rebound from uh, their two defeats this past weekend. So you've got the North London derby. Oh, Arsenal a derby. Versus, yeah, they got like a derby. Everybody loves a derby on a Sunday morning. Arsenal versus Tottenham. Oh, that should be a good one. It should be a real good one. That's at the Emirates. Uh, they get after it. I mean, it's probably fair to say that Tottenham's had Arsenal's, uh, uh, you know, over the last few years, they've been kind of the, the winning team. Probably had a little bit more success. Obviously, historically, Arsenal's had a lot more success right. than Tottenham uh, in terms of winning trophies. But, uh, yeah, this should be a good game. What, what did you Emirates. pick as the score in your in your pool this week? You know, it's funny. I kind of wait till the last minute. I'm, oh. I'm very, very tactical because I like to try to see who they are potentially going to be playing if there's any injuries and all that stuff. So I try to kind of be careful with that. I'm, I'm looking at probably a 1-1 draw right now. Okay. I, I think both those teams are going to be, uh, uh, you know, pretty even. But um, if I was to move forward, I think Arsenal might win this one. If I was to pick a winner, I think Arsenal might uh, tip it tip it this year, this year just because of the way Tottenham's playing right now. Yeah, yeah, that Obama Yang's pretty good too up top. Yeah, for Arsenal firepower. Exactly, yeah. we talk about it. There's a lot of firepower in that Arsenal team. That's for sure. Uh, but their back line is is shaky. So it, you know, it could this could be a a chance for the Tottenham to break through also. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, if you uh, would like to find out more about uh, Coach Adam, you can uh, check out his uh, website, the uh, Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Uh, he's the director of coaching there. If you'd like to know more about me, um, I am the publisher of Eckhart's Press, uh, Eckhart'sPress.com. I'm also the co-host of another Radio Misfits podcast that is called Minutia Men with David Stern. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming to the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and friends. That's us. I'm Kimmy. I'm Sam. And I am Tommy right here. We're going to talk about Florida men. We're going to talk about paranormal stories. We're going to talk about uh, city stuff. Sex stuff. 
sex talk. And sex talk. And yeah, sex talk will come up. But only if it's brought up. We got to keep that on the DL. So come meet your new friends with and friends on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, radiomisfits.com, and Opie Production. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, a very special Minutia Men. Lots of great interviews. Great Cubs stories. Great Cubs trivia. Great Cubs audio. Blah, blah, Cubs, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And Chicago Cub former players Carmen Fanzone and Adam Greenberg. All that and unlimited Cubs tangents on this week's Minutia Men. The Tony Lasano Podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. RadioMisfits.com.